0: and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. We have a really good show for you guys today, which includes a unexpected phone call from Ben Higgins. So you're definitely going to want to stick around for this one. Let's get to it. Okay, so let's creep. So what everyone's pretty much talking about on social media is that Claire, our girl Claire, has a new man. And oddly enough, it's someone from her season. She's just, you know, if, if one doesn't work, see who else we have going on. And that's apparently
1: Blake Minar. Do you remember him? I vaguely remember him. When I saw a picture of him, I was like, oh, that guy.
0: I remember he was, he was the other Blake because Blake Moynes was the Blake yeah. of that season because yeah, he was yeah, a yeah. lot more relevant. This guy was eliminated week two.
1: Well, what is it with all of these Bachelorettes going back to their week two eliminations? Oh my God, that's so funny. Are people saying that? I don't know. I'm saying that and that is all that matters. But also like, I don't know, because I think the John Hershey thing is fucking weird. What we've talked about this. I don't know how you ever get over in a relationship that someone didn't pick you, especially if they had 30 fucking people. They eliminated you week two Well, you know what I think it is? I'm sure
0: her blinders were on so much for Dale that it didn't matter who went home when. You guys were all going home regardless. It's just a matter of when we kicked you off. So I'm sure she could say that. Like, look, I wasn't even really considering anyone. She wasn't dating people.
1: For Claire's case, I think that's very um, valid. Yeah,
0: yeah, they seem to be getting pretty serious now. They're like giving each other piggyback rides <laughs> through the park and they're like hanging out with little family members, I'm going to assume are nieces. And they're just being like super cute, but also super serious cute. You don't, I mean, she obviously met his family if they're hanging out with his nieces. Right, if they're giving piggyback rides,
1: that's the yeah. ultimate sign of commitment. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, you know what's funny though? At first, it was like, I think it was Claire that... um share the video, she was, like, helping him do his hair because she's a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And I truly thought that's all it was. And I'm like, why is everyone making such a big deal about this? She's obviously just, like, doing his hair and it's funny. So they took a video because they know each other from the show. Right. Then once I saw the piggybacks, I was like, okay, what's Mm -hmm. going on?
1: (laughs) The piggybacks really changed the game.
0: You know what was really funny? Something I realized by Creeping that Mm -hmm. no one's talking about. But at the time of this recording, um, Dale follows Blake Minar. Blake Menard doesn't follow Dale, which leads me to believe that Blake did follow him at one point. You know, they were on the same season. They they probably followed.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. So they probably followed both. They both followed each other at one point. And now Blake is no longer following Dale. And I just think it's Dale probably hasn't noticed that yet. So he's still following him. But I, I would say that the reason why Blake's not following Dale is for the obvious.
1: Right. I think it's such a power move, though, when someone has made the point to unfollow you and you care about them so little that you didn't even think to unfollow them back. You know what I mean? It's like a power move on Dale's side because it's like, dude, I don't even fucking think about you. I don't yeah, like, care. like, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah. good one.
0: Yeah. I do remember Blake Menard being, like, he was very, he is a very attractive man. Like, I'm looking at his Instagram. He's a He's a Wilhelmina yeah. model. Like, He's hot. It was always so weird to me why he didn't last on the show because he was one of like the more attractive ones, I think.
1: Oh, and he went to paradise for a hot second too, right? Yeah, yeah. And was dating Tia for a little bit? Okay. Yes. Wait, was he the one that didn't make her vagina tingle? No, I think he did make the vagina tingle. And it was, what's his name? James, who didn't. But James was so sweet. But James is like some big aloof man.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I can't wait for more stuff to unfold with Claire and Blake. I'm here for it. You guys know, like, I'm super team Claire. I want her to find her person, um, someone that's going to show up, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that's Blake for her. Um, I hope to see more piggyback rides in the future. (laughs) And I hope Dale sits there and, you know, wishes he was back in Claire's arms.
1: Yeah. Something leads me to believe Dale will be just fine and unfazed (laughs) by this new romantic love affair that is blooming. But yeah, no, I'm obviously happy for Claire. We always, we want the best for our girl. I guess, like, we'll see. I, I just find it very odd that two of our most recent bachelorettes are now dating people who they sent home very early on in the process because I don't remember that being the case for Like any other season or bachelorette.
0: Doesn't that just prove? The fact that this process isn't really set up to necessarily work. I mean, shocking. What? The bachelorette process is
1: supposed to not really work? Oh my
0: God. You end up with someone like you're probably most physically attracted to and you have those yeah. like butterflies chemistry with. But like these two bachelorettes are proving that like, hey, if you actually give me a chance to fucking talk to these guys, yeah, I may actually find other ones attractive and I want to move forward with them but like
1: you get 30 seconds and so true especially these people you send home in the very beginning like we've heard on night one you maybe get five minutes talking to everyone well Ben says it later this episode oh yeah that's true so keep listening Ben addresses this issue but yeah and then if it's by the second week what they're maybe doing a couple group dates these people are all not getting one-on-ones the second week so Yeah, maybe 10 minutes. Ben will explain it all later on, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. So congrats, Claire. Love you, girl. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can um, get a ring on it from Blake as well. Yes, I would love that. Okay. Riley and Marissa have like turned Bachelor Nation on its head. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they are 100% broken up, but we don't know for sure because they haven't announced it. However, we're going to go through every single clue that we've found so far and just see what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Do we think they're they're fully done? Okay, in no order of importance, but their cameo page, which they had joint cameos, it's now um, temporarily disabled. You're only disabling your account if you're not going to be- Making cameos, right. And they can't make cameos together if they're not together.
1: Correct, That that is how that works.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not looking good. An obvious clue is that Marissa is just not wearing her engagement ring. She okay, that's like
1: the most
0: <laughs> obvious one. Yeah. On Marissa's page, I'm on her Instagram page. The most recent picture she has with Riley is from October 9th. And that's a People exclusive, which leads me to believe that she can't delete it. Like there's yeah. probably, they probably got, obviously got paid for this. And it's some kind of contract that she can't delete it. Um, So there's been nothing since then with Riley on her page. So, but on Riley's, he posted that they spent Christmas together because they took a picture on Christmas There's a picture of them um, in like matching pajamas. They went to the tree and took pictures um, at Rockefeller Center. So they obviously were together recently, but there has to be some kind of trouble in paradise, no pun intended, if Marissa seemingly deleted all of her recent pictures of Riley.
1: Yeah, that's big. Unless, well, I I do actually think they're probably broken up, but I'm like, unless she's like really just pivoting her Instagram brand to be Omris all the time, but I find that unlikely because people love seeing them together. They were, like, a really beloved couple from the show. Yeah. So Uh,
0: Riley posted over the weekend a post that says, quote, No matter what you're going through, keep pushing forward. Like, there's a lot of, like,
1: inspirational stuff. Like, keep your head up. So what do you think's going on? Why are they potentially... To me, I think the two biggest, like, we can go analyze every single comment all day long and all their posts all day long, but I think the biggest things for me are the fact that Marissa deleted every photo with Riley, with the exception of the one from People Magazine that we can pretty much assume they're... I
0: just want to be factual. Okay. There are ones before the people won.
1: But those are from the show.
0: Right. So everything since um the people won. There's nothing on her grid. But then why hasn't Riley he's clearly not on the same page as
1: her. Well, because I think Riley might, regardless of like what's going on with the breakup, he might just be less invested in what his social media looks like. You know what I mean? I like I don't always I don't always go delete my exes from my social media the second we break up. It depends on kind of like the terms of the breakup.
0: Well, you all. yeah, I mean, like, you also could just not. You could also just break up and leave it.
1: Right, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. People feel differently about that type of stuff. I'm not a big, like, deleter. But some people do.
0: Right. A few more clues. Um, So uh, Marissa's sister sent her an edible arrangement, and it says in the card, if you haven't heard this today, you're an amazing person and I love you. It just seems like, why are you randomly sending your sister an edible arrangement if you're not trying to cheer her up? She didn't make any note that, like, It was a special occasion that she should have received an edible arrangement, which, you know, is only saved for special occasions. She shared a post that says all that glitters is not gold.
1: Yeah, the girl's going through a time at the very least.
0: She's (laughs) going through a
1: time. There's something going
0: on here. I'm actually concerned. So we record our podcasts a couple of days early, guys, and I'm actually concerned that by the time this drops, they'll already announce it. And then we have to scrap this entire segment. Um, so hold out Riley and Marissa. We I know.
1: <laughs> announce that breakup on like Friday, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: Obviously, we hope these two like can work things out, but it isn't looking great. Are right you now. surprised though? No, because I know that, you know, everyone loved them. We loved following their journey. But you know, I've said this in a few episodes back i'm not really confident in any of the paradise couples like i even think joe and serena they'll they'll be the most serious but i don't see them lasting forever
1: see i really thought riley and marissa were the most serious like more so than joe and serena i was initially really surprised because they both both of them come off to me as people that were genuinely looking for the real deal like i really believe that riley wants to find someone and i believe that marissa wanted to find someone but then a lot of people were saying on the internet, and I guess I kind of believe this too, they did move very fast into their relationship without knowing much about each other. After the first date, they were like committed. They were a couple. And I guess they are seemingly, obviously, I don't know either of them, but people were saying, you know, they they come off as like pretty different people, just personality wise.
0: I think, what do you think is the
1: biggest clue
0: because everyone's so invested in the clues. I think the biggest clue is the cameo because- Yes,
1: me too. And the deleting of posts, cameo and deleting of pictures on Marissa's end. You don't delete pictures of your fiance if everything's fine with your fiance. Like that's crazy. She's also been
0: liking like shady Twitter comments, quotes that imply that she's going through a time. So she's clearly going through something. Yeah. And that paired with all of the other clues. I'm gonna make the conclusion. This further proves my point that we made with the Claire story that I do think that you maybe need more time to develop a legitimate relationship. I think it's very easy to fall in love slash lust based on the early stages and yeah. the excitement. And it makes you want to get engaged, but that doesn't always mean that you should. Yeah. Moving on. Don't make your breakup <laughs> announcement. We're not
1: ready. Yeah. Wait till Friday, please. Please. Okay, so this
0: is kind of like a smaller story, but I think it's worth talking about really quick. Um, So last week we talked about how a fan overheard Pilot Pete saying that nobody recognizes him at a bar and him and we think it's Dustin. He and uh, Dustin, we think, left the bar because no one recognized them. So. Brendan and Yosef um so Brendan from Katie's season and Yosef from Claire's season it's Brendan Scanzano which I literally had to google because I don't remember that last name at all he was from Mm -hmm. Katie's season he and Yosef and we all know Yosef because he came off like a horrible human being on the show he told off Claire and like pretty much made fun
1: of her age and yeah no well they used her reaction in the promos that was when she was like men like that you know oh I'm yes oh <laughs> wait wait i i have to say
0: what we're actually referring to first before we describe him but like so Brandon and yosef made this tiktok basically poking fun at pilot pete it says when they don't recognize you at the bar and they both put their drinks down and walk out of the bar so they are this came out after the story of pilot pete started mm-hmm. making its waves so they are 100 percent aiming that at him all the comments are like the pilot pete shade i think this was funny but yeah like yosef is men like that like that is the man that claire does not want to
1: end up yeah. with yes um, um i i'm all for the pilot pete like poking fun at slander clearly the, yeah the pilot pete slander although i do think it's like pretty funny that the people that are poking fun at this are two people that i remembered so little love they're like oh when they don't recognize you at the bar it's like yeah dude i don't know who you are brendan from katie's season like i've never seen you before in my life yeah i didn't know which i remembered the face because i re-
0: i made a meme about brendan's hair and compared it to chandler when he did um you know how they used to do throwback scenes on friends mm-hmm. and chandler had that yeah. like uh, what was it flock of seagulls hair like, that's yeah. what Brendan's hair was like. And I did like a side by side. That is the only reason why I remember <laughs> this guy. But I had to Google to ensure that he was from Katie's season. He is. We all remember Yosef because he's Yosef. Um, right. But yeah, no, I do think that's funny because I do think this, this situation probably happens more often to these guys than
1: it does to Pilot right. Pete. Right. Which is what you're saying, right? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I get that they're just joking and, and like it's funny because I think Peter being upset, he's not recognized. It's like so ridiculous. But these are like the most Unrecognized bottom of the barrel. I don't remember what season you were even on people. So yeah, I mean, good joke, guys. Moving on. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> good one. So we have a little
0: update. If you guys remember, last episode, we talked about Clayton's premiere episode. There was a whole thing around Bubble Bath Girl as she basically came out of the limo and then just like disappeared. She never got a rose and we never heard from her. We talked about it on the podcast last week. It speculated what
1: happened. Um, I talked to her over DMs. Yeah, and in case you guys don't remember exactly. So I had a theory that there was maybe some sort of controversy on her grid. She posted this whole thing of like, Oh, I just left the show because I spoke with Clayton and we didn't have a connection. But like, wish him the best. Blah blah blah. It was very like. You see? Everything was PC, you know, nice, whatever. And then on her story, she posted what I wore versus what I wanted to wear. And then that story, I believe, was like deleted at some point. So people were speculating that she was unhappy about maybe wearing the bathing suit in her entrance and then removed herself from the show because she was so upset. And then they didn't show that because I don't think she was speaking very highly of the show and production and kind of how they got her to wear that. And we posted about that, or I guess we spoke about that on the podcast. Right. So we spoke about it, and I basically say,
0: like, so mark it on the calendar. Once your NDA is up, we'd love to have you on the podcast and tell us what exactly happened. Like,
1: why did you leave the show? Is there a story going on here? Yeah. Stephanie messaged her on Instagram, which we do every now and then with people that we've talked about on the show, just to let them know, like, hey, we chatted about you.
0: Yeah. So she wrote me and said, get ready to host me in 2023. But thanks for bringing this up and letting me know. Y'all are amazing. Um, so the fact that she's saying, get ready to host me in 2023 leads me to believe there is a story to be told. Yes. So, I mean, I would go out on a limb and say that your theory is probably correct. And I guess we're going to have to wait till 2023. So
1: until then, if you guys don't know, their NDAs are usually about two years, which is why she's saying. Oh yeah. Okay. So moving on.
0: Clayton did an article with us weekly where it's basically, you know how they do those like 25 things you don't know about me. So Clayton's 25 Things You Don't Know About Me was released and it's
1: so fucked up. It's <laughs> like so, so unpacked. Yes. I,
0: I think it may be worth like lightly touching. I mean, it's 25 things, so we're not gonna go too crazy on every single one. But you guys need to hear this list because it's a little wild. So I'm gonna quickly go through kind of the boring ones. Um, he was in the NFL. Okay, cool. He loves Chipotle, great, me too. he's not a cat person but he had a cat named beans great he has two brothers named nate and pat these are like things you don't know about me but also things i don't necessarily care about but okay it gets better they're very yeah very boring facts (laughs) my first job out of high school was making fudge at six flags in my hometown that's cool because the fudge at six flags i think is pretty good so that's great that he has that that life skill my mom is an elementary school teacher and one year she was my teacher I didn't get away with not doing my homework. Okay, stopping here because, like, how is that legal? I feel like there's, like, that's not allowed. Your mom can't be your teacher. I don't know.
1: No, I'm revoking okay. his diploma. I'm pretty sure my grandma was my dad's teacher once. She was a math teacher. I'm pretty sure. That's. I don't know if it's still legal, but... I don't know. this is elementary school that's it's not like it's like oh I had my
0: mom as a teacher for like one period of the day an elementary school teacher is your teacher for the full day
1: they for couldn't the just put day. him in another class <laughs> yeah
0: that is kind of weird but maybe he wasn't an impressive student like Greg um okay I once went to an insane concert with my aunt and I was a kid and cried because I was the only boy there oh that was okay. sweet to me that one I thought was cool. yeah don't cry Clayton Um, My rap name is Claydo and no
1: one ever spells it right. So you guys are listening. It's C-L-A-Y-D-O-E. I hate that. I don't know why he's running around having a rap name, but sure, Clayton. I'm indifferent. Whatever. Have a rap name, Clayton. But does he actually,
0: does he rap? (laughs) Yeah, that's why he's saying it. He did a rap on his Instagram stories and honestly, it wasn't that bad. Really?
2: So people. Might have heard that I can freestyle rap But they don't think it's real, right? Like, you still can't freestyle rap You ain't got that personality, you can't do it But well, listen, let me tell you something Hey, it's Play-Doh back up in the game For y'all that don't know That straight up be my rap name And I'm here just to let you know I can deliver Give you a little personality But just straight up a sliver Cause uh, y'all can't handle the whole boy He rapping on his track And in the trunk I got them toys So uh, if you talking up, you can feel the heat but I'm gonna let you know with this beat, you gotta stop your feet, cause
0: uh... His biggest fear is being trapped in a small space. Okay, this is when it starts getting good. I once <laughs> ate a piece of dog poop because I thought it was
1: chocolate. I was six, and it was obviously disgusting. <laughs> obviously disgusting. I just can't believe Clayton. There are some things, I, I appreciate him being open and honest through this process, but there are some things that you should just always keep to yourself and that's eating dog poop (laughs) if you accidentally eat poop I think you should not share that with people
0: like who's coaching him on what kind of facts to reveal here
1: like we literally went from eating chipotle to eating dog poop like why (laughs) And you know, like, so many people have to approve this list of facts before it gets published, considering he is the current Bachelor. Who read this and was like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> Looks good to me. Yeah. This makes our Bachelor look so hot and sexy and desirable. You know, it's funny, like, it's 25 things you didn't know about me. And you
0: know what, Clayton, I did not know that you once thought it was chocolate. Also, like, do you think that, like, chocolate is in like the grass like where did you pick up the dog poop from like Maybe. i hope it was at least in your house i hope it was house <laughs> i hope poop, it was not- like
1: a t- like someone trying to play a trick on him like other stupid kids being like here clayton it's chocolate it's fudge from six flags i hope it was his dog at least and he's not just picking up stray dog poop in the car <laughs> from the random. this is so disgusting but i'm like in my mind i'm picturing six-year-old clayton running around his backyard being like <laughs> hey, there's chocolate back here and then tasting it. (laughs) It's not chocolate. I know. Okay, so I practice my Spanish daily on my
0: phone with the hopes of becoming bilingual. One day I'll get there. Great, go after that. I once, more about (laughs) Clayton ingesting weird shit. I once swallowed a quarter Trying to clean it for my collection. So now I'm worth at least 25 cents. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> one, you didn't tell us. One thing we didn't know is that you had a quarter collection.
1: Yeah, that would have actually been a good fact.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I do like this one better than just having a coin collection. However, trying to clean it with your mouth. You trying care to- enough to clean it, get soap, Clayton. Why are you putting it in your mouth? And again, I find this hard to believe. Like I'm worth 25 cents. That implies that that quarter the quarter's was never removed. There. So you swallowed a quarter and your mom, <laughs> who's your teacher, didn't take you to the hospital. Why is that quarter still in you? <laughs> Clayton's
1: quarters. Clayton's quarters. Can someone like continue living when there's a quarter literally in their stomach? Clearly. I feel like that's good. No, but like that is full of diseases and that quarter is not meant to be ingested i don't know well money is like the most dirty disgusting stuff that quarter is um stuck in him along with the dog poop and they both have just never exited his body so i am concerned also concerned about how this even happened because he was trying to clean it for his collection it's either he's trying to clean it literally with his mouth or what he's like holding it like with a little washcloth and then he's like oops and its Falls into and he fell
0: and the quarter, dropped into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, he
1: had to have been
0: cleaning it with his mouth. But like, I've never put quarters in my mouth.
1: No, that's fucking disgusting.
0: However, I know how they taste, right? Everyone knows how quarters taste. Like metally, it's that metal taste, and it doesn't taste. It's like that weird feeling in your mouth. What made him
1: think that that was a smart idea? I am just shocked that he ate a quarter and lived to tell the tale. I'm also shocked that that was something he included on this fucking list that seven people approved and was like. Yep, looks good. Next we have snowboarding is my favorite hobby I never get to do.
0: Cool. How do you go from I fucking eat quarters to I also like snowboarding? Like, it's Okay, so but also weird. I will
1: say he says it's his favorite hobby and he hasn't done it since he was 12, though. It's like, dude, you are like 25. How is that your favorite hobby if you never fucking do it? He's way older than 25. Yeah, how old is he? 20, 26. He's like
0: 20. I would guess he's 28. Yeah, um,
1: you're probably right this year I'll return to the slopes. It's like, okay. He's, he's 28. Even worse. So in all those years, he hasn't been to his favorite hobby. Like, what are you doing? Well, he's, he's too busy ingesting random things on the ground. So. Right. Uh,
0: okay. Next, in case you didn't know, his favorite movie is Inception. He goes to the gym and rides bikes. Great. Cool. Uh, he's currently working to get his MBA. Interesting. Um, I eat the same breakfast and dinner five days a week, and I don't get sick of it, and that's homemade Chipotle bowls. For breakfast and dinner? Who wants to sleep in a bed with a man that's eating that much Chipotle?
1: Also, I saw somewhere that he – because he's, like, so massive, he eats 6,000 calories a day, and it was this whole thing of, like, how he – he, but he does it for, like, a, a budget of under $100 a week because he makes his own Chipotle bowls at home. And it's like, well, oh, yeah, God. of
0: course it's $100 a week. He's eating dog poop, so a lot of his food is free.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. And the quarters. Like, it's... Yum, yum, yum. Um, but, yeah, he's just... Uh, could he be more boring? Every single day, the same meal? I feel like every day with Clayton is the same day. Like, just over and over and over
0: <laughs> It's and like Grand Hong's Day. Yeah. I feel like he needs to be telling these girls that he's dating this fact because if you get engaged to a man and then find out that you need to eat homemade chipotle bowls for breakfast and dinner five (laughs) days a week like that is a red flag deal breaker and these girls deserve to know this they deserve to see this entire article actually before committing to an engagement oh man (sighs) okay okay ozark is his favorite netflix show the first nickname given to him was clay pot he was seven years old and nowadays that would be one of the nicer things people are calling me. Oh. But like why is self-aware. mean? What does that mean? I don't mean? think
1: I don't think it means anything specifically. I think it's just it's just that people are saying way meaner things now. It makes me sad that he likes to be. Claypot isn't mean. The first mean nickname given to me was Claypot.
0: Like the first mean nickname that was given to me was like evil slut. Like what <laughs> what the fuck does Claypot mean?
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's think about this. We could just be Like, missing something and...
0: Yeah, I need to Google if, like, clay clay pot is a derogatory term. Clay pot meaning...
1: Maybe they're calling him clay pot, like, a literal pot made out of clay.
0: Okay, clay pot is a type of pot commonly (laughs) used to cook a variety of sauces, stews, egg, potato, vegetable, meat, poultry, and fish dishes.
1: Okay. So, like... He can nice. make his
0: Chipotle bowls in a clay pot. I don't think that's that offensive. No, um, moving on. One of the biggest turn-ons for him is a woman who can dance. He believes pizza should not be eaten without ranch. I actually don't think that's that weird. I, I like ranch on my pizza. Not on it, but like dipping.
1: No, I, I know people do that. I'm not a big fan of that, but I know that that's normal. Um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, his diet really concerns me. I'm like, this, this <laughs> yeah, man farts so diet. much. Like, it's so much gassy foods. And well, his, well, good thing, this
0: next one, his guilty pleasure is <laughs> scented candles. I know you love a good scented candle. I do. And he needs them to drown out all the fucking farts that he's probably doing from all this food.
1: <laughs> My guilty pleasure is candles. Shh. You forgot to read that part where it literally says. Oh, yeah. It
0: says shh. Which... that's that's the
1: secret you want to keep
0: clayton i I know maybe say
1: shh on the eating the quarter and the eating poop liking candles is very normal
0: yeah that's that's very mundane (laughs) um uh, he bought an online hip-hop class during quarantine i think that's cool i actually okay this is number 23 and i think this is the first cool interesting thing on this list that's cool why didn't i do that
1: yeah he's like trying to learn something new that's that's yeah.
0: Fine. Oh, he's also learning, trying to learn Spanish. So like he's very, yeah. he's trying to develop himself as being more well-rounded. I yes. appreciate that. 24, before I went on The Bachelorette, I wore unfitted dad jeans. Now I wear tailor pants and fitted jackets. This is a big deal for me. Clayton, that is because you have a stylist. You're not like all of a sudden like a fashion guy.
1: No, sure. But maybe after like you weeks and weeks of having a stylist, if something has rubbed off and he's like, oh, wait, maybe I should actually try because he probably
0: gets to keep the clothes because the clothes are tailored to his body so what the hell is ABC gonna do (laughs) take the clothes back I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure if they don't give the clothes back they at least get to keep some I feel like I remember Emily Emily Maynard wrote in her book about getting to keep some really expensive designer jacket that they bought on a whim because they were doing a group date and it was way colder than they anticipated and then they didn't have a jacket to go with her outfit so they went to the, the mall And literally got her like a really nice designer jacket. And she said she kept it. 25, let's wrap this up. I try to learn at least one new thing every day so I can become a better human being overall. That's sweet. Sweet. And it seems like you are doing a lot of one-time things. So go off, Clayton. So that's 25 things you didn't know about Clayton. I hope you guys feel like you know our bachelor a little bit more now. Um, I know him a little too well now. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Speaking of Clayton, we're going to dive right into Clayton's Corner. Jackie, would you join me over in Clayton's Corner? One second. Let me grab my coffee. Okay, here I am in the corner. Okay, so we're going to talk about the highlights from episode two, just starting off group dates. Why are we planning birthday parties and chugging milk in an effort to show Clayton that we are wife material?
1: Okay, the birthday party thing didn't upset me that much because clearly, like, being good with kids is something that's important to Clayton. He definitely wants to be a dad. Seeing a a woman interact with kids and kind of do that was not that weird to me. It was the milk that literally made me want to vomit because I think milk is the most disgusting beverage in the world and to chug it it so
0: i don't know how far back our listeners go but on crystals this season they had to prove that they could be a farmer's wife and the girls literally had to milk a cow and then chug the milk <gasps> straight from the cra- the cow's teat And it was like a whole obstacle course
1: So this gave me flashbacks of that And honestly I feel like people have such strong opinions On what milks they like Do you think they would ask them what kind of milk Do you want oat milk or almond milk or soy or 2% Well you know what's funny Going back to crystals this season They were like does
0: anyone have a milk allergy And Carly Waddell she's lactose intolerant And she's like I'm drinking it anyway And actually she won She won the fucking date being lactose intolerant And she drank cow's milk So was she so sick after (laughs) I don't think they care. Well, yeah, but like the girls living with her care. Another thing from that, um, the birthday party group date, I wanted to point out. So Hillary Duff was obviously there. I feel like the girls were more excited about Hillary Duff than they were about Clayton. But Hillary Duff says that she knows Clayton is great with kids after seeing him on Michelle season. And that is a lie because this was filmed before Michelle season ever aired. They had to obviously prep Hillary and say like, this is this guy, this is going to be his edit, which was not really an edit on Michelle's season. So I just thought that was funny, because like people may hear her say that and not pick up on wait a second. That's
1: not true. Like, that's a good catch. What are your thoughts on the whole villain situation? I know you have thoughts.
0: Yeah. um, So there seems to be two villains rising up in the house and it's Cassidy and Shanae. And I'm thrown off by the fact that there were two villains. Like usually there's one and she the girl is very isolated. You know, people gang up on her and, you know, the villain kind of takes over, shakes the house up a little bit. But with two, I'm a little thrown off. And I feel like there's two for a reason. As we saw at the end of the episode, Clayton, like, apparently wants to take away Cassidy's rose because she has a fuck boy at home
1: spoiler alert for anyone who's very very diehard no spoilers but this is something that has already been exposed all over the internet so we felt like we kind of had to bring it up now that we're talking about Cassidy so if you don't want to listen to this scroll past but basically Cassidy
0: uh revealed something about next episode so if you don't want to know what happens scroll ahead like two minutes we should wrap it up by then
1: Yeah, not a major spoiler or anything, just uh, something that's happening. I mean, not a major spoiler, but major news. So we want to give
0: credit to Game of Roses. You guys, uh, you caught the video before she deleted it, which is like epic props to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But Cassidy made the classic mistake of calling out a spoiler about herself before it aired. And I could imagine she's on the phone with ABC getting reamed right now. Basically, she's very bitter about um, what happens to her on an upcoming episode. And we could just before we do commentary, let's just plug in the audio here. This is what Cassidy posted before she deleted it very shortly after.
1: You were going to give her a rose even though she was engaged last week.
0: Meanwhile, I fucked someone a few months ago and I got sent home. Okay. No, it's cool. No, I get it. I get it. I get what we're made of here. I get the stuff that's happening and go fuck yourself, Clayton Eckert. So she's comparing herself to Sally, who was engaged and, and pretty bitter that Clayton, I guess, sends her home next week. Do you think she has a leg to
1: stand on? Logically, I think she's not wrong. I think if she had, well, one, not spoiled the whole show and like probably <laughs> violated a million dollars worth of NDAs. But had she just said that calmly, I'd be like, yeah, you bring up a great point, Cassidy. Like Clayton is totally being inconsistent with how he's treating these things. But the fact that she is like so angry about it, she says, go fuck yourself, Clayton Eckert. And she's clearly really. But her that she got sent home the fact that she's so angry is what is weird to me because it's like girl you're on a fucking tv show obviously we're gonna get sent home at some point and you really did some stupid fucking things to get yourself sent home you know uh, so many things number one for our loyal she's all
0: batch listeners is fuck off clayton eckard the new do better stephanie parker because it's kind of giving me the same vibes yeah number same one. tone yeah it really is but number two. um, I think she's more upset that she's no longer on the show rather than no longer dating Clayton Eckard, which now right. we know his last name. Thanks, Cassidy. Um, yes. Number three, this would have been iconic if she waited a fucking week to post it. Like, it would be like- I know. Sick burn, girl. Like, everyone would be totally supporting her, like, ripping on him, whatever. But the fact that you did it early, like, you are, you, I don't know. I could see ABC,
1: like- really taking issue with this if not suing her do you think that she just thought it was so obvious that she was getting sent home that this wouldn't be a big deal or like like did we watch the same episode cassidy because it clearly did not show you getting sent home in the episode i predicted it but we right. didn't know for they were sure. kind of but they were alluding that like clayton was going to go talk to her i could have also seen alternate universe where cassidy like sweet talks him into right. keeping her so 100%. we don't know Someone also, I think I saw a comment.
0: Someone said um, this was in her drafts and she didn't mean to post it, which I am going to go along with that story because it's just more entertaining for me. But um, yeah, she's likely getting a nice little phone call from Mike Fleiss saying, what the fuck are you doing? You cannot spoil what happens to you on the show. You're not going to call her an idiot, but.
1: (laughs) Or like, is she an idiot or is she really smart? Would we be talking about Cassidy this much? Well, yeah, for like one more week. But then she's off the show. She's like she only made it two, three episodes in. She'd be totally forgotten about. But now she's literally made bachelor history with this whole saga. And now she's famous. Now she'll probably get a paradise invite if it wasn't already like if it wasn't already guaranteed by her actions on the show with a nice talking to first
0: and just to clarify this isn't the first time someone's accidentally spoiled something on social media caitlin burstone sean obviously did that's a different level she's not spoiling the ending so maybe they'll go a little bit easier on her so i mean that's pretty much it i'm looking forward to i mean she took it down right away so obviously she probably got like a text message from somebody at abc saying like what the hell are you doing yeah like you couldn't wait a week yeah which you know not great um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah now we know that Clayton does take away her rose and he's not the first person to do it his last um sentence on this episode was has anyone ever taken a rose back before and I found that answer I knew the answer was yes but I needed to find it um mm-hmm. and I'll shout out Bustle because they they put together an article um Jake Pavelka took a rose back so a little backstory um Roslyn Papa was like the most gorgeous girl to ever be on the show and she was on his season she got a group date rose and then it came out later that episode that she was in some sort of relationship with one of the producers on on the show basically being inappropriate with this producer she denies it um Mm -hmm. but that all transpires on the same episode where she's um getting the group date rose so chris harrison tells jake and then jake says can i get my rose back so he ends up getting the rose back they send Rosalind home she fully denies the relationship still i actually have reached out to her because i would love to get her on the podcast to tell her side of the story i thought it was a good episode um i'm excited for the next one however there's like a hiatus i don't know why is it for like martin
1: luther king day is next week oh
0: okay we're not going to have clayton's corner um next week very sad but we'll meet you back in the corner Once it's back. Yes. Now let's leave the corner. Okay, if there's one thing that Clayton's girls have in common, they all have the most beautiful teeth and the whitest smiles ever. So I've been looking for pain-free ways to whiten my teeth lately, and I have to tell you guys about Cali White. So Cali White offers teeth whitening toothpaste and whitening kits with natural and organic ingredients, and it's clinically proven to whiten your teeth by up to 7.7 shades. So I was like... Perfect, I'll look just like Clayton's girls with the perfect teeth and whitest smile ever. Um, My teeth are really sensitive. I've tried whitening them before, but it's just been a really painful process. But I was really pumped to see that Cali White is a more natural approach to teeth whitening. So they have no parabens, no sulfates, it's non-GMO, gluten-free, fluoride-free, LLS-free, and peroxide-free. Not to mention it's vegan, cruelty-free, made in the US, and dentist-approved. So, if you want to get your hands on Cali White, and I recommend you do, go to Amazon.com, type in Cali White, C-A-L-I White, and make sure you use our coupon code All Batch Twenty for twenty percent off. That's A-L-L B-A-C-H Twenty for twenty percent off. Cali White, because photoshopping your teeth to look brighter in photos is so twenty twenty one. That's not really their slogan. I just made one up, but it it applies. So we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters, and if you're new here, that's when you guys submit your real-life stories with Bachelor Lum in the wild, and we read it on air. So last week, we had um, a call in from a paparazzi, and he talked about his worst celebrity encounter of 2021, and he actually named Tasha Adams as that worst encounter. We had him on the show, he talked all about it, and since then, I've gotten three separate messages about encounters with Taysha, and they all were negative. Oh my God. They're not very complex, so I think I'm going to read all of them, and then we can hash out everything, because I don't know if it's worth each individual one. (laughs) So she writes, it was March 13th, 2020. So this girl has a timestamp ready to go on when this went down with Taysha.
1: And for everyone, like March 13th, 2020, that's when the world's like, like hitting the fan.
0: The second part of that sentence is also known as the last weekend before COVID shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriends and I went out to celebrate my graduation in Newport Beach. We had a table at Stag Bar and Taysha and a few girls came to sit at the table next to us. Not one of us approached her in a fangirl way, but she was extremely rude and even pushed me out of the way at one point. It's almost as if she had an arrogance about her because she was on a show, but not one person in the bar approached her for photos or fangirled. My girlfriend did ask her table if they wanted shots or something like that and she totally ignored her. Just not a friendly vibe at all.
1: Wow. The fact that she literally shoved her out of the way. Like, okay, is getting physical now. <laughs> Next
0: one. This is someone talking on behalf of their friend. She said, my friend saw her in a bar in March of 2020. Weird.
1: Well, I guess that's the last time that everyone was like really out and about, you know? True. But what are the odds that both of them specify the date? That's just funny. Yeah.
0: She saw her at a bar in March of 2020 before the shutdown and she was with a super hot guy. Um. Hmm. Wait a second. Wouldn't she have been dating Zach?
1: No, her ta- her season was after the shutdown, at the end of 2020. Oh,
0: right, because she had like the freaking <laughs> fake yeah, COVID yeah, season. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. Okay. So before she
0: was the Bachelorette, uh, she was mm-hmm. sitting with a super hot guy. So my friend said hi to her and was like, "Oh my God, the guy you're with is so hot." And she said she looked at her weird and totally blew her off. Again, wow. nothing crazy, but like the same vibe of maybe she's not super friendly to people approaching her.
1: Well, and that's also a great point of both of the timelines of these are before she's even the Bachelorette. So this is literally just Taysha, random girl on Colton season and random girl from paradise. Like she was that's not true. the Taysha that we're talking about now, you know, like, cause she really blew up after her season.
0: Right. And if you go back to last episode though, the paparazzi who, who we talked to, mm-hmm. he's talking about Taysha, Yeah. Host of the show Tay- Yeah. 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 Okay, so this girl writes my husband is a pilot and had Tasha's sister as a flight student last year. She's in the Navy. She was super rude and didn't follow any of the COVID rules. She also name-dropped her sister constantly. So that's obviously not a direct Tasha, but it's funny that she's name-dropping her sister. I mean, who the hell knows like right. the context of that? But
1: thoughts now. Let's Or did we do the thoughts already? No, I still have other thoughts. <laughs> I always have thoughts. Um This is surprising to me because not gonna lie, while I loved our last episode and the whole encounter that Adam from the Hollywood Raw podcast um, described to us, I love chatting with him and I thought it was super interesting. But in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, you know, maybe this is just a one-off. Like everyone deserves the grace to like be rude every now and then. No one's perfect 100% of the time. Especially when right. you're like cranky, getting off a flight. I could see maybe someone having a bad encounter with her. But the fact that now we're hearing more and more and more. And these are even from before she was the Bachelorette. This might be a personality issue. Yeah. um, And like we're, we love Taysha on
0: this podcast. We definitely support her. We think she did a great job hosting with Caitlin. Um, I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt. However, it is odd and it's also weird that since the episode dropped it almost like sparked more people to come out of the woodwork and explain their side like oh i had an experience with taisha as well and this is similar so we're going to put a pin in that but interesting to see you know what transpires will we get more submissions about taisha maybe someone had a great experience who knows totally moving on this person writes uh i actually had an encounter with becca and garrett back when they were together I was at a small shop in my hometown and I was browsing around when I looked across the store and saw them. We were literally the only people in the store. I wasn't super invested in Becca's season and didn't pay attention to those too much, but I knew who they were. As I was leaving the store, they were in front of me. Becca was directly in front of her and Garrett was in front of Becca. And usually when you're right in front of someone, you hold the door for them instead of letting it go in their face. And Becca let the door go and basically hit the scroll right in the face. Garrett reached back and grabbed the door and said, hi, sorry about that, speaking on behalf of Becca, and held the door for me. And Becca didn't say a word. Garrett was super nice, and Becca seemed super cold and rude.
1: Wow. (laughs) Another one that's surprising to me because Becca comes off on the show like a very nice smiley midwestern gal who's polite and
0: becca's also in abc's good graces like she does Mm -hmm. doesn't she do the bachelor live show she hosts bachelor happy hour so she's very much in abc's pocket so now that's two people that are kind of like very much affiliated with abc
1: currently who Mm -hmm. have
0: been acting this way
1: i don't know do you think maybe they think like they're Extra special and cool because they are kind of like Bachelor Stars, I feel like, are still like D-list celebrities, but amongst these D-list celebrities, Becca and Tayshia are, like, A-list of the D-list, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. I feel like in the real world, if they were at the Oscars, they would feel
0: like the help. But in front of, like, us common folk, they probably (laughs) feel like they're, like, Angelina Jolie. So, yeah, I, I think that they could maybe get a little bit of an ego. I mean, these people are literally being paid thousands of dollars to post about the sandwich that they're eating so i'm sure they get some kind of inflated ego at some point
1: yeah i get not wanting to maybe interact with people all the time if people are always coming up to you or whatever but it doesn't ever hurt to just be slightly kind like if, if you th- accidentally throw the door in someone's face because whatever you're not paying attention just say sorry or like oh pardon me oh pardon me i don't know garrett clearly noticed it enough to say oh sorry the fact that beck was just like Ugh, bye yeah Kind of rude.
0: Whatever. So we've talked about cameo a lot on this show. So someone wrote in and said, my friend tried to get me a, a cameo of Blake Horseman for my birthday. And it actually canceled because he just never did it. That's it. Aww. Like, so she got the cameo. Like I guess her friend <laughs> tried to get her the cameo, but she never actually got the cameo. So Blake, if you're listening, Step why the up. hell didn't you do this girl's cameo? It's pretty messed up.
1: I know. Moving on. <laughs>
0: My friend who lives in Nashville ran into Connor B, so this is Katie's Connor B, the cat, at Piano Karaoke Bar. He was the one playing piano, and she asked him to duet her Breaking Free from High School musical, and he did. For oh. context, we went to school for musical theater, and not going to lie, my friend blew him out of the water. I have a video if you want to see.
1: I of free. She
0: said her friend's gone back a few more times to this piano bar with her friends who sang with Connor too. And my friend ended up inviting him to this show. She was performing in, and he went and basically they had like a really great experience from him.
1: That's so sweet and so Hooray fun. Hooray, Connor B. That gives me such joy to know that Connor B is someone who could be asked to sing Breaking Free from High School Musical and then also like know all the fucking words and like give some performance value and kill it, even though you're saying this girl clearly probably outsang him, but I'm sure he brought the performance value with his enthusiasm.
0: He stepped yeah. it up. For a second I thought I was watching like Troy and Gabriella, like <laughs> oh live on God. stage. But
1: <laughs> is this Troy and Gabriella?
0: It was just Connor being this girl at the bar, but
1: that's so fun though. I love hearing nice things.
0: Okay, so saving the best for last, you guys have all seen this demois this week about someone from Bachelor Nation. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I'm gonna read it and let's dissect. So on demois, the subject is when your friend hooks up with a secretly engaged guy. The message is my friend hooked up with a random guy she met at bungalow in Austin. She didn't think anything of it until she randomly saw him on Good Morning America this past week. Turns out he won the bachelorette and was secretly engaged. Now, someone sent me this and said, like, do you know who this is? And I'm like, well... Okay, there are very limiting details here. Yes. Who was on Good Morning America? Now, it says this past week, but we don't know when this Demois was sent. We only know that this Demois was posted. So this could be old. I Googled Nate and Michelle GMA, and Mm -hmm. they were on GMA like a handful of weeks ago.
1: That was going to be my question.
0: He won the Bachelorette, so it it can only be so many people. Right. Um, So, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's 99.9% Nate. And people are just wondering, like, is this true? Did Nate cheat on her? And my thoughts are, I'm not going to go out and say he cheated on her. I have absolutely no clue the dynamics of their relationship behind closed doors. However, uh, there are things that have happened that are minor things that have kind of, they're kind of little red flags to me. Mm -hmm. When they first got publicly engaged and everyone, you know, knew about their engagement, he Put on his Instagram that his his Instagram is now the Michelle Young fan account, and and things like that that I feel like are a little bit overcompensating. Like you can love your fiance without being so over the top, and that just yeah. stood out to me as something like, what what are you covering up for here? That you have to like we get it. No one's doubting that you love her. It was mm-hmm. clear you loved her on the show, but like just like very much doubling down on the social media to okay. prove a point. Yeah, That it just felt a little disingenuous to me. But again, I have no clue if he, that means he cheated on her. I've just gotten odd vibes. What do you think?
1: I've also just gotten odd vibes from him on the show. Like, my formal opinion on this is that I think Michelle made a mistake. I think she should have picked Brandon. I think... um The fact that it was so difficult for her to get Nate to share his feelings and kind of like reach that next level of connection to me is just like red flag city when you have a perfectly wonderful man, Brandon, who is so willing to give you everything that you're asking for and more and the fact that you have to like push so hard to get like the littlest bit from Nate always never sat right with me. I'm like, what does she see in him? But you know, of course, we always want what we can't have. Um, right. I also have a question about all the details that they've provided here, pointing it to be Nate. Could it also be another Bachelorette winner like Zach? Tasha, Zach.
0: Was he on Good Morning America recently?
1: Also, I don't think him and Tasha were on Good Morning America at right, all. Right,
0: it was COVID time. And I don't even think Katie and Blake were.
1: No, you're right. Okay, f- fair point. No, that was just my first thing is like, I know it could possibly be Nate, was thinking of some of the other ones, and especially because Taysha and um, Zach have broken up. But I, I remember specifically they didn't get a GMA because I was pissed because I actually really liked them as a couple and wanted to hear more about them. But they just like moved on to the next thing. No, No,
0: Katie and Blake were on Good Morning America in August of 2021. And Michelle... Michelle and Nate were on Good Morning America three weeks ago. So odds are this is about Nate. I mean, all signs point to that. I I don't even know if it's worth debating about who else it could be. It's just a matter of, like, who would submit this? Do we think it's true? Mm
1: -hmm. Also, to the fact that someone's submitting this anonymously, what do they have to gain other than it being the truth? You know what I mean? I guess
0: starting a rumor.
1: Yeah, but like are people that bored?
0: People yeah, I think yeah, I do. I think people are home with nothing to do and it could always be false. Um yeah. Who knows? I you know, I don't want people to get mad at me. I don't think they're end game as the kids say. I think, you know, they may be together for a little bit and Maybe it won't necessarily work out. I obviously hope that they work things out and they stay together, but I just don't foresee that. Like we said, most couples don't work out, so it's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully Michelle and Nate prove us wrong.
1: We shall see. I agree, though.
0: I think that uh, Brandon like was like so... Brandon wouldn't need to put Michelle... Uh, I'm the Michelle Young fan page on his Instagram because we already knew yeah. how hard he loved that girl. I know. It's just... It's just sad that, like, that love was kind of wasted, and I love Brandon.
1: He was so pure. Anyway, I love him. He was sweet.
0: Okay. And that's the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to share and you want us to talk about it on the podcast, please DM me at she's all batch. I'm seeing so many juicy stories on TikTok of girls sharing like their uh, encounters with people from the show. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't they message me? So please, my DMs are always open and we would love to hear what you have going on. Okay, so some of you guys may know, I just celebrated my birthday on January 7th, and my husband sent me four dozen roses, and when I asked him why he sent so many, he said it was because from Pomp Flowers, it was the same price as he normally spends at our local florist for a dozen roses. So you get so much more for your money with Pomp, and as the flowers bloom, the arrangements get massive. Like, obviously, it's four dozen roses, so it's massive to begin with, but... They bloom over time and like they are just so gorgeous sitting on my kitchen counter and I'm just so obsessed with them.
1: Pomp is also family owned and operated and the flowers come straight from the farm to your doorstep. So what's cool is you can do national next day delivery on all of your orders. You get them in by 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and you can also schedule ahead. So you can book all of your flower needs for the whole rest of the year, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Mother's Day, now, if you're like me and you forget a lot of things.
0: Literally a friend of mine before was like, I want to put in my Valentine's Day order. What is this company? So I told them, <laughs> yeah. "Pompflowers.com, P-O-M-P,
1: flowers.com is where you need to go. Use code batch10 for 10% off your order and let us know if you guys use Pomp because we're so proud to be partnering with them. I really do think they are a great company and we would love to hear that you guys are experiencing how great they are as well.
0: Yeah, and Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so make sure to get your orders in. Do not pay full price. Get 10% off. Use our code BATCH10, 10% off, Palm Flowers. P-O-M-P, flowers.com, and use our code BATCH10, B-A-C-H, 10. Okay, so before we get to our interview this week, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory. So... A week ago, I'm on the She's All Badge Instagram page and I get a DM from Mr. Ben Higgins. And if you're a loyal listener of the podcast, You know we've talked about Ben a handful of times, and turns out Ben has heard about us. He saw posts about the podcast on Instagram. He got a few DMs about the podcast. Uh, Basically, he couldn't escape us. I think we were probably just, like, all over his For You page. (laughs) Or is it For You page on Instagram? Oh, no, his Explore page. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, So basically, he DM'd me and reached out and basically asked if we wanted to talk. And talk we did. (laughs) Yes. We hopped on a call with him, and he told us all about his charity work. And it turns out he's a really charitable guy. So... When we cut to the interview, you're going to hear him talk a little bit about conflict. And that's our understanding as to the conflict he wanted to resolve. He wanted to just kind of like clear the slate, set the record straight that he is a charitable guy and he does do a lot of great work. And you can check out his company, Generous Coffee, if you want to learn all about it.
1: We also talked to him about the pistachio story. And that's in episode seven, if you guys haven't heard it yet. And he set the record straight on his feelings about the pistachio nut. We talked about the boner story, which is in episode eight, if you haven't heard heard it yet. And he also revealed some pretty juicy stuff like the last time him and Lauren Bushnell spoke, it was way more recently than we thought. So we were pretty shook by that. So without further ado, we welcome Ben Higgins. All right, guys, we have Ben Higgins here
0: on the podcast with us this week. And we are so excited because He's heard a little bit about our podcast because we've obviously talked about him a little bit. Thank you, Ben, for coming on.
2: Hey, I, I'm pumped to be here. This is this is a good way to spend the evening.
0: That's great to hear. Do you have any pistachios in hand?
2: No, I don't. Um, you know, I, I, I found out uh, where the pistachio love story came from. And uh, I really don't love pistachios. In fact, I took a food test. I don't know if you've done this, a blood test to see what you're like allergic to. And uh, cashews and most nuts other than almonds, I'm allergic to, which is really frustrating because that's the only thing people tell you to eat for a snack through the day. And so um, Hmm. I'm not like deathly allergic, but I will be staying away from pistachios.
1: Wait, that is mind boggling news though. I know, I'm like, did we just debunk this story that Ben would not have pistachios in his car? You know what I think
0: it is though, Ben? It was before you knew that.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what it was. Ben has admitted that he has had pistachios in his car at some point in his life. You, right. We'd say that.
2: Yeah. You know, I'm not a big snacker in the car. <laughs> um, it's not something that I, I, I find myself doing often. But I in the past, I, I can vividly remember sunflower seeds, uh, pistachios. I would imagine they weren't shelled, though. Um,
1: OK, that was a big part of the conversation. So that's good to know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I don't know if you could uh, you could blame that story on her being shelled. I'm sure. um,
1: I'm sure she was making a mess in other ways, and it was. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's what we'll go with.
1: Okay, you know, I still say justice for Pistachio Girl, but whatever, we can move on. Do we want to give a little backstory of how we all got to this point to have this conversation? It's on you, Ben. What do you think?
2: I think we can definitely give a background. Uh, I think that's great.
1: Go for it.
2: Yeah, so I uh, I was I was telling the two of you that. One of the things that have felt healthiest in my life is anytime there's any, any amount of conflict, uh, and conflict has a bunch of different ranges, uh, to try to confront it and just say, what's going on here. Uh, and that happens more often than I would, uh, ideally want in my life. Uh, but it also has been a healthy thing is to call the person. And so I had gotten some messages saying, Hey, like, uh, here's this podcast, uh, here's some things they said. And I said, well, this feels like a good moment, uh, to just send you a message and say, Hey, can we talk this stuff out? And, uh, so we did. And it's been great. I think, uh, I mean, like, you know, I hope it's been good. I, yeah. I, I can't, I guess I can't speak for the two of you.
0: Yeah, no, he, I still, he sucks. No, of course. <laughs> oh, no, That was great.
2: So that's our backstory. And that's what led us here.
0: Yeah, it is besties right now. So we have some good questions for you that I think the fans will really love. And we're going to just go there. You could tell me if you don't want to do it.
2: Perfect.
0: Okay. So your season recently re-aired last year um, Mm -hmm. when they did Bachelor's uh, Greatest Seasons and during the peak of the pandemic. Was it hard on your relationship with your then fiance um, watching that back? Did you watch it with her? Like, how was that situation?
2: uh, she's never watched it. So, um, it, you know, I think there's a certain type of human. I feel like Caitlin and Jason had told me that they watched it together. Uh, and that Jason was kind of like into it. Like he was like having fun with it. Um, my wife now, uh, just would not be okay with watching it happen. Like she just wouldn't. Um, and I'm, I'm down for that. Like I'm really good with her never seeing it and she never watched it when it was taking place except for one moment. And I just found this out uh, during the Christmas break. Both of our families got together in Florida and her mom was, we were just talking around the dinner table and her mom's like, you know, one thing I've never, I I just remembered the other day that I've never told you to was that um, her mom's a fan of the show and watches the show and Jessica never really was into it. She said, when I, when my season was airing, Jessica walked into the room when her mom was watching it and sat down for a second and her mom said that, she remembers this because this was not who Jessica was and she wasn't very outspoken about what she was interested in. She said, I could date that
1: guy. Oh, that's so funny.
2: Yeah, I know. And now we're married. Um, <laughs> yeah. so it worked. But uh, it was it weird, yes, because there be you know, I'm I'm very protective of that. And it's like not it's not very healthy to have your person that you're in love with and you're building a life with watching them kiss other people, but there was commercials and we watch ABC. Like we'd watch someone ABC and there'd be this random commercial that pop up and have me in a waterfall with somebody else. Um, and so it was awkward for a while, but we ended up doing an interview during it. Um, which was fun for us. It was one of our first interviews together, um, sitting next to each other. But other than that, no, we didn't watch.
0: Okay. Got it. We want to touch base on, um, like as a lead because we haven't had a lead on the show before how much time would you say that you get with the contestants on average you could answer like in the beginning versus like your final girls could you shed some light
2: well um i'm glad i'm your first lead i feel like i'll take take some pride in that that's a big deal yes
0: Um, yes (laughs) uh,
2: you uh you know it's about what you see or what you would expect so like the first night no time at all uh I bet the longest conversation is 10 minutes. um, Unless like, you know, recently we've seen night one have some like drama go down and that feels like a new theme where like one person sucks up all the time of everybody else. Um, I did get enough time. So, I mean, you can think about it this way. I talked to every single person on night one um, for whatever reason. Maybe there's a lack of drama, maybe they're just whatever. And so um, if you talk to every single person for, you know, five minutes, that's 150 minutes. That's a long yeah. time to be talking to multiple different people and remembering different people's names. Right. As the season progresses, uh, you get the group dates. I would say conversations with the group dates are, you know, 10 to 20 minutes, uh, one-on-ones you do get a lot of time. It's usually like a four hour date in the morning and like a three hour date in the evening with some time in between there, um, to like rest or recover or to just like chill out or do like the one-on-one interviews that you see. Mm-hmm. When you get really past hometowns. And so this is something that was interesting to me when I did the show that I didn't realize as being a fan, when you watch the week of hometowns, you're halfway through the filming of the season. So like, even though hometowns are what week eight or nine, usually Mm -hmm. uh, or seven or eight, whatever that is, that's actually just halfway through the filming of the season. So from hometowns with four people on you get over a month of time with them and your date you're with them every day. And so from the final four on, I felt like you get a lot of time un- like un- uninterrupted un- you know, undisturbed time. You get multiple dates a week, um, which, you know, saying it out loud kind of still <laughs> doesn't feel like that much time, right. um, but it, it, you get increased amount of time. And then you get down to the final two and you get um, at least three days that week with each of them. And that's a full day, which for us, I guess, when you're in that bubble, in that environment, it feels like eternity. Because you're so used to just being around people for, you know, glimpses of time.
0: Right. As a lead, did producers ever make you, did they ever tell you like, hey, we need you to do this, say this, keep this girl for another week? Was there anything that they ever had you do purposely for show purposes?
2: Uh, Purposely for show purposes, yes. But making me say anything, no um or making me do anything no so if i was to talk to like a bachelor go like a guy that's getting ready to become the bachelor uh before he starts filming uh, like how i would explain it to them was this like there's some give and take uh they're filming a show uh they know storylines way more than you do as a lead like you know they play god in this environment they have cameras everywhere they have tvs everywhere they know the conversation going and going on in the room next to you that you don't even know is happening Mm -hmm. and so when they say hey um then um, walk. You should walk into like somebody's waiting for you is probably what they would say in the kitchen. Okay, so I get up from wherever I was at, walk to the kitchen, not knowing what I was walking into, not knowing that I was walking into a massive argument where I was going to have to like respond. And so I always mm-hmm. tell the bachelor, um, the mark of a good bachelor, like they can make anybody look like however they want. However, I would argue, and I'm I'm one of I know some of my friends believe this, some of them don't, but usually on your experience of the show. Typically what you see on television is probably a pretty good example of the personality types of the person uh, in general. And I, I mean, if you watch them on Instagram or you watch them on social media post filming, there's not many people that you'd be like, they weren't like, like they were a lot worse on television than they are now. There's some examples. Olivia on my season is one that I would say, hey, got a really bad edit. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't terrible. Uh, the girls did not fully hate her. Um, right. They might not like agreed with her and all that stuff, but like she got a really bad edit. Um, Mm -hmm. but typically I watch it. I'm like, yeah, that person probably is a jerk. Like they probably are pretty selfish. They are definitely a narcissist. And if you watch them on social media afterwards, they're probably going to show those signs. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't have to like them, just means that's who they are. So anyways, the mark of a good bachelor, um, or bachelorette is somebody that isn't the most likable or the kindest character. It's the one that reacts best to really uncomfortable situations. So, uh, you would walk in that room. And I would agree to it because I know it's a show being done. And I know that like, it's my role to step into that Mm -hmm. room. And now Mm -hmm. I have to react. Um, There's also moments where you're picking who's going on the one-on-one and you say, I really want to bring this person on the one-on-one. And you obviously are into that person. And they say, you just brought him on a one-on-one two weeks ago. In your mind, that was two weeks ago. In the show's mind, that's one episode ago. And so if you bring him on a one-on-one back-to-back weeks, that's just not, that's not good for anybody involved. That's not good for the women involved. That's not good for the show. And so you have to go, okay, I get what you're saying. So how could, how could, then you, I usually would call them in and say, okay, who are the options here then? Like, who could I bring on this date? And then I get to choose. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think at some level, like you there's always give and take, there's always back and forth, but I never at any moment, um, the only time I got really upset during my filming of the show. You might be the only person I ever told this to. So good for you. Nice. Is I took Amanda Stanton to hometowns and I liked Amanda a lot. I did. Um, And we spent all day with their daughters, which was incredible. They're really sweet girls. Uh, I didn't know at the time, like how mature those, her daughters were. Now they were young, really young back then. And they had somebody within that moment had said, Hey, we've been, will you tuck them in? And I said, no. I won't. Like, that's not good. Like, that doesn't feel right. That feels weird. Also, knowing that I was probably going to be sending Amanda home that week, Um, that that's just not like these are kids, right?
0: Right.
2: Um, And I can't, I really can't remember if it was Amanda or if it was like her or somebody was like, hey, you should just tuck them in. It's fine. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And then finally, like, it was like, no, you're going to do it. You know, you're going to do it. And I'm like, and you
0: okay. did, you did it. I don't remember.
2: I did it. I did it. Oh, okay. And it ended up not being a big deal. Like nobody was upset. You know, like Amanda was cool with it. Everybody was cool right. with it. But that was the only time that I felt like, Hey, I was kind of like my pushed up against the wall being like, you need to do this. Every other time okay. I had so much say into anything that went on.
1: Okay. I think it's interesting that you said like, what makes a great bachelor is someone who reacts the best to certain situations or I'm paraphrasing. That wasn't your exact yeah. quote, but why do you think they picked Clayton
2: Clayton? Oh, I'm, I don't know him. Um,
1: okay. So you're not watching his season.
2: No, I am. No, no, no. Okay. I, I watched the first episode. I just don't know him as a Personally, person. Yeah. You know, like,
0: yeah, no one does.
2: <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing I, I continue to say, and you know, we, like some of the bachelors, like we text and, uh, especially those that still like have some interest in the show. You know, my, um I watch the show, would I watch it if I didn't have a podcast? Yeah, probably, because it, it is entertaining for me. And I do get to meet a lot of these people. And I do know that, like, this can change your life in a lot of ways, um, good and bad. And and so it is – I have a different view of it now. Um, I'm, I was surprised by the choice of Clayton for no personal reasons to him, really. I Like I said, I don't know him at all. But that's probably why I was surprised is wow right. we don't know this guy and now he's our bachelor yeah. and this is, needs to be a good bachelor season like the bachelor needs a really good bachelor season um and so i think they picked clayton uh my my theory is this they pick clayton because some of the best seasons and most watch seasons and most entertaining seasons that we've had recently uh are the ones where the women are the focal point i agree and mm-hmm. th- i hope this will be understood they kind of walk all over the lead. Um, The lead has no clue what to do. You know, I love Peter Weber now, um, but Peter Weber as a bachelor got destroyed. Like the the guy, the guy couldn't make a good decision to save his life. Um, He wasn't cut out for it. And that's fine. I I don't know if anybody takes pride in being cut out to be the bachelor, Um, but I'm assuming they know that Clinton's a nice guy that uh, he's not unlikable and that these women are gonna make it really hard for him. And we're gonna watch Clayton struggle through this and hopefully at the end, find something good out of it. Mm -hmm. And also, my second part to that theory is that they couldn't choose the Rodneys of the world or the Joes of the world because they had already started filming Clayton's season while they were still filming Michelle's season. And so Clayton, I, I don't know the exact timeline, but I'm assuming his exit from the show you know, in the top six was about perfect for them to then say, hey, yeah. we're going to take you on to film while the other filming's being done.
0: Yeah. I, then I guess, and with that, why wouldn't they just show more of him at least? I mean, I, you don't know the answer to that. I'm just kind of asking out loud, but like, we don't get, I think the world doesn't get if they knew he was The Bachelor, why not give him a little bit more of a storyline and have people join him?
2: I, I'm just I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> surprised myself. Uh, yeah. We watched, you know, my co host is Ashley and Ashley's a huge fan of the show, um, diehard fan of the show, and when he was announced as The Bachelor, I believe it was before, like, or the rumors started to get spread that he was The Bachelor, it was before Michelle's season started to air, or around that time, and I remember Ashley going, uh, our concern was, this is going to be Clayton's season, and Michelle's going to be the lead, like, we're going to only see Clayton, and Clayton's going to be, so much on television, and it's going to be all of his story, and that Michelle's just kind of going to be along for the ride. Well, no, we got the opposite. It was yeah. that's fine. It was Michelle's season, and she did great. And mm-hmm. then Clayton, we didn't see anything of, it. and that was surprising to me. It, I don't know why. I, I guess as somebody's been on the show, I I, I would guess that they will, would probably have wanted to show more of Clayton um, if they had it.
0: Okay. Okay. So they didn't have anything to show, maybe. Who knows? I don't
2: know. I don't know. But right. so that would be... I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense at this point.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I'm going to go there. Just throwing it out there, because I know we only have a minute or two left. Um, when was the last time you spoke to Lauren or JoJo?
2: Oh, uh, I saw JoJo and Jordan at the airport in Nashville. Probably it was before COVID. So it was right before COVID. Um, okay. And it was great. Um,
0: yeah, good interaction.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never... Like JoJo is is an incredible human to be around. And, you know, there's a reason why she like was had such an impact on me. She just she's a lot of fun. She's easy to talk to. Uh, She doesn't really hold grudges. And so and she's good friends with Becca Tilly, who's one of my closest friends from the show. And so that um, Lauren probably I mean, I'm assuming this because it still happens like every once in a while, I'll get a piece of mail um, sent and I'll have to like take a picture of it and send it to her. And she's, you know, we're very cordial now. She's married. I'm married. She has a kid. Uh, You know, if this would have been like a year after the breakup, maybe it wouldn't have been so like much like so easy, but now it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll send her this, you know, registration for a car that, you know, she no longer owns or whatever. (laughs) Um, And then I, I messaged, uh, I messaged her, I think once, um, well, I think I had a piece of mail and I, then I followed up a text with like, Hey, congrats on the, on the, on the kid. Oh, okay. And it was received well, like there's no hard feelings. There.
1: Good, good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Something we ask almost everyone we've had on the show is what is something that something that happened while you were filming that played out totally differently on TV? Cause we like to expose, um, some producer secrets or, you know, things like that.
2: Man, that'd be hard. Um, my, my bachelor season, I, oh, I, I could probably tell you. That. Yeah, I think I do. So my they made it, and they always do. I don't take this part very seriously anymore. They made it seem like my mom was very anti-Lauren, uh, um, and she mm-hmm. wasn't. But, mm-hmm. like, you ask the right questions, you get the right clips, it's going to be very one-sided. Okay. And uh, I remember that playing out like that, and I was like, that's just not true. Like, that just wasn't the case. It just – it brings an element of drama. Sometimes it is though. I will say that. Sometimes you can definitely see like when somebody's not happy with the choice. Usually I remember this on Katie's season. Uh I think it was Katie's season with Blake. Like it was her aunt that was like very kind of aunt like
0: Lindsay. Hard.
2: Yeah. Hard on Blake. They they yeah. can't edit that. Like that's just true. Right. Like she's sitting next to this. This is not a one-on-one interview. There's not clips here. This is like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, are you are you into this or not? That was one. I also, during Caitlin's season, uh, she, it was such an, I mean, it was such a good season. Uh, it was such a wild season to be a part of. There was so much happening behind the scenes and so much drama and so much weirdness and fights and arguments and confusion that half of it wasn't shit. And so when somebody got like, let go, oftentimes the viewer would be like, why was this person let go? Yeah. This person's so kind and nice. And I'm watching it going, this person was a terrible human all week <laughs> and they just couldn't show it because Caitlin's season. I mean, I don't know if people remember it. Every episode was so packed with so much content that they just couldn't yeah. air it all.
0: Well, speaking of Caitlin's season, I do have a question here. Um, because I know you're you're still pretty close with Sean. He was at your wedding and yeah. he recently spoke out and, and just just spoke kind of negatively about his relationship with Caitlin looking back on things kind of saying like they may have never really been in love. Has he ever opened up to you about his feelings about all that?
2: Well, you know, he came on Almost Famous, the podcast I do, right?
0: I listened to it. That was a good one.
2: There is a lot of like emotion in that. No, um, not necessarily about the relationship. We don't, you know, nowadays, if it's any of my friendships, like my friendship with Dean or Wells, Sean, um, any of the guys that I talk to often, Jared, I don't think we talk bachelor ever. It's just not like maybe with Wells, like if he's on paradise, you know, we'll, I'll send him a text. Like you crushed it, but usually Wells and I are talking about golf. Um, okay. but no, Sean has not. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I haven't actually listened. I saw the headline. I haven't listened to any of his interview about it. So I, I can't. Okay. To it.
0: okay. Well, do you have any questions for us?
2: No, keep crushing it. Um, you know, obviously your podcast is growing. Your Instagram following is growing. Um, It's, I I mean, I wish you the best. And so keep crushing it, keep doing your thing. And, uh, and I'm, I I truly hope I'm not the last lead. That would be really disappointing uh, for everybody involved if I'm the last lead that you all have on here.
0: Well, let's have you on maybe again in the future. How about that?
2: Reach out anytime.
0: All right. Well, thank you for being so cool and so open. We really appreciate you reaching out. And I love that we're, besties now
2: besties good perfect now now you now do an episode about ben's boner and talk about your friend as you do it and see how weird it feels
0: <laughs> okay you know what fair fair all
2: right Thanks, <laughs> we'll all. have a good
0: night bye ben bye and that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, be sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode drop. And also leave us a review if you like what you hear on Apple Podcasts. We love reading your reviews. Speaking of reviews, we're actually gonna kick something off called shout out of the week. And we get so many great messages from you guys, and we want to highlight them because you guys are so awesome and so kind. So this week we are giving a sorority shout out to Ellie and the rest of the girls in Chi Omega at the University of Cincinnati. We love you guys. We Thank you so much for listening, and we just think you're really hot, so keep listening
1: yeah also guys make sure to follow she's all batch on instagram and tiktok and you can follow me at jackie maroney underscore and if you consider yourself a true fan you know who you are join our facebook group Um, we're going to be doing exclusive giveaways there we're going to be asking you guys some polls to get your feedback on what you like hearing about in the show and what you don't like hearing about and we're also going to be sharing and discussing bachelor nation news in real time so it's a great way for us to just kind of cultivate a little bit more of a community and you know meet and chat with other people who love the show
0: the group is called she's all batch um Mm -hmm. i've gotten a ton of messages from you guys from people who can't find the group i don't know why it is visible i've checked the back end some people are able to request access fine and then some people don't if you're looking for the group and you can't find it don't worry. Just DM me. I will send you the link. I do not mind. Um, I have no clue why that's happening. But don't worry. Just we'll get you in sooner or later.
1: Have an amazing week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye, bitches.